So now, how do you guide people to use their gifts? Here is a six-step process you can follow, which really outlines what do you do when you have an appointment with somebody to help them to uh, find a place of ministry that's appropriate for their gift. See, you've done the organizing work already, then you've taught people on spiritual gifts somehow through sermons or small groups or seminars. Then you can follow up that teaching with individual appointments with each person to help them find their gift, find their place. The first is to listen to the person's heart. Remember I told you that people are already motivated by God. God has made each person to do a certain kind of work, a certain kind of ministry. In fact, in Ephesians chapter 2, it says that God created us beforehand with certain works to be able to do. So listen to their heart. Then identify possible areas of involvement. Sometimes people uh, have a passion for a, a certain type of person, like they're, they're concerned about the elderly, or they, they want to help people learn how to read, or something like that. Sometimes they have uh, some other areas of interest that they've already discovered in your church. Then probe further to explore the options. Now, some people like to do things on a regular, weekly basis. Other people have schedules or lifestyles that preclude that. They tend to be more project people. They like to do things in a burst and then rest a while and then go do another big thing. So you, you look at the possibilities in terms of their time availability, you know, their family responsibilities, their work responsibilities, all of these types of things to find something that's a good fit for their situation. Then out of that discussion, you can give them two or three possibilities to pray about and give them copies of the job description and talk over it with them so they can get an understanding of what the possibilities are. Now in our church, we would not tell them to do all three. We wanted every member in our church to do one thing and do it well. If they had time, they could add a second one that was for fun. But we really wanted everybody just to have one ministry and do that with excellence. And so we'd give them a chance to pray about it, and then we would give them a referral. They would come back and say, here's the one we want to do. They'd pray about it, and before, in our case, before they finished the newcomer's class, they would say, this is the ministry I want to be involved in. And then we would say, here's the name of the ministry leader of that area, so you can call them. We would also give the name of this new person to the ministry leader and said, you better call them before they call you. Then we would follow up every single week with that ministry leader to make sure that person got placed into the ministry. Ministry leaders that didn't call the new people and involve them, we would go to them and say, if you don't call people, we'll stop giving you recommendations. We got 95% of the people that went through our newcomers class to find a ministry in our church. And I guess that's what we're doing, the follow-up uh, to make sure that placement happens. Now, there's one more step. It's not enough to tell people find their gift, but it's also helpful to make help them develop their spiritual gift. So you can give them in-service training, type training. Then you can also give them training, advanced training, in that use of the spiritual gift. I did a series of advanced spiritual gift workshops. For instance, I did a workshop in our church uh, for the gift of administration. To come to that workshop, you had to admit that you had the gift of administration. That was the qualification. And we had 25 people in our church come that said they had the gift of administration. And I gave some specialized training on the gift of administration. Now, that's a threatening group to teach, by the way. Because mm. absolutely everybody out there is thinking, I could have organized this thing better than Logan did. <laughs> and uh, yet we gave them teaching on this and then helped them develop, what is your long-range vision for, for the development of your gift for the advance of the kingdom of God? 
What is your development plan for this, the advancing in this use of the skills of administration as well as developing your spiritual life in formation? Then I did a, a workshop for the gift of discernment. I don't have that particular spiritual gift. I'm so, married to someone that has that spiritual gift. And make sure you have the gift of discernment represented on your nominating committees. It's very, very important for like any position in the church. But I, I found a woman in our church that had the gift of discernment and the gift of teaching. So we taught this seminar together. Because with people with the gift of discernment, they have, they have questions that they have to ask. How do you know it's really God? Or it's just a bad cup of coffee that you had? You understand this is a more difficult area to figure out and sort out. And once you've discerned it's God, what do you do with that information? Do you tell someone? Do you just pray about it? See, all these type of questions, just because you discover a gift doesn't mean you've, you've learned everything there is to learn about that gift. That's what I mean by advanced spiritual gift workshops. And we have the same process. What's your long-range call for the advance of the kingdom of God? What's your role? How can you develop your skills? How can you develop your spiritual life along with that process? What's your path to do that? And then also the mentoring process, the coaching process we've been talking about. Remember, the personal growth, ministry activity, to evaluate, refocus, and um, resource. I forget what those two words were. Okay, let me take just a, a, um, a couple of questions you might want to raise. We would give extensive teaching on spiritual gifts, which we did through uh, homework assignments. One time I did a sermon series on spiritual gifts, and uh, I had somebody in our church take that sermon series, which was like about ten sermons, and reduce it down to three cassette tapes. Maybe it was six, I don't know. But it was, it was a, six. But there was a, a few tapes, four tapes maybe, who knows. I, but that gave a lot of teaching on it. Then they would sit down and take a spiritual gift test. Then they would sit down with one of these uh, spiritual gift coaches, and uh, that would be the process we would use. You can also help people discover spiritual gifts in the context of a small group, which or a cell group, which is a very good way to do it, because they know the people well and are able to uh, to understand and affirm gifts. Uh, there are there are inventories available in German. I know uh, at least one that Christian Schwartz puts out, uh, and there might be others as well. The, the main thing, I mean, when you use a spiritual gift test like that. If you believe that certain gifts are not supposed to function today, don't help people to discover they have those gifts. <laughs> I think you have to make sure that does it really, really have to be done. And if so, I've, I've, I've faced that issue myself when our church was small. See, I pastored churches of 2 and 6 and 30 and 60 and 600 and so on. When you're small... You may find somebody that may not quite have the gift for that. Then you and you go talk to them and be honest with them. Here is the conversation I would have. This task here is very, very important. And I realize that this is not your area of, of motivation and giftedness for the long term. But would you be willing to take this on as a short-term assignment? And let's covenant together to pray that God would raise up somebody that could take your place very soon. And let's think through what are the ways that we could do to help support you to make it better and easier for you to work in this area. And I'll keep close contact with you, and let's work together to, to get you out of this. And let's set a goal of six months. And when I did that, I was just honest about it with the person and then had them still pray about it to make sure that's what God wanted them to do. See, because we have spiritual gifts, but we also have just Christian roles that we can fill. You know, it was just because we don't have the gift of evangelism 
does not mean that we're relieved of all responsibility to witness. And so if you're honest in a situation like that, I, I think that uh, you can maintain integrity in the process. Done. Okay, I want to give you a chance to digest and reflect on, on what we've talked about. Ask yourself this question. How can we more effectively help people discover and use and develop their spiritual gifts?